And I, I've come to uh, I've come to know Pastor Leon a lot better through the pastor's table, and uh, and EMIF, and 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 it is he is a treasure. Um, he is uh, rarely, if ever, do we get together that he doesn't say something mind blowing, and um, just it's like where did that even come? How would you even think of that? And it's so good, and uh, I, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for people who. Who bring revelation and uh, and and who do so for the glory of God and and Pastor Leon exists for the glory of God. I know it. That's what he lives for, and he does bring honor and glory to God. And uh, and and the Bible tells us to recognize those who do and honor those who do. So as Pastor Leon comes up, would you guys honor the man of God and the God of of the man of God? And you can preach till dark. That's it. That's right. so. <laughs> you ain't gotta tell us that. <laughs> Amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you all for the greetings, and uh, we might as well come down here because I'll end up down here anyway, and I'll take that risk of falling out down the stairs out of this thing. Thank God. What a blessing. Amen. What a blessing to be together in God's uh, presence. Amen. And uh, I am truly thankful to be here at Grace with Pastor Eric and Pastor Carrie. They are not just pastoral associates uh, of ours. They're, they're friends. Uh, I get to hang out with Eric a lot, and my wife gets to hang out with Carrie a lot. And um, she talks about me to Carrie, and Carrie talks about Eric to her, and I talk about Holly to Eric, and uh, we just do that. <laughs> uh, it doesn't change anything, but we do it. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm glad to have Pastor Holly with me tonight, and I'm always honored to have her and when she can come and be a part. And also my daughter, Faith. Thank God for her. She rose with us. And... Um, Oh, Lord, I'm in trouble. Y'all, anybody got a room for rent? That's my daughter, Hope, not my daughter, Faith. Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord. Faith, hope, it's all in the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Boy, how am I clean this up? Jesus. Hallelujah. Y'all want to see some deflection? We outside, y'all, because she tapped me and asked me, Dad, is that a speaker all the way down there? I said, no, that's a deer feeder. Is that a deer feeder? Yeah, so, okay, hope. <laughs> she asked me if that thing down there was a speaker. I said, no, girl, we outside. That's a deer feeder. So, But I'm glad to have her, Pastor Jason, Pastor Pam with us and uh, some others, and they're just so thankful. But I want to take a moment just to celebrate Sister Thais and just her blessed uh, team that came up here. And uh, what a blessing. Love them babies. Love them babies. And uh, just glad, just glad to be here. And thank you, Life, for rolling with us tonight. Praise the Lord. God is good. This is a beautiful place. Amen. And, um, and always thankful. Listen, I want to give you a couple of passages of scripture. Pastor Eric was talking about me living for the glory of God. That's kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, just in, in, in giving you a subject matter, I want to talk to you about being processed for his glory. Being processed for his glory. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter five, 4, verse 1 and 3. 1, 2, and 3. We're going to do all three of them. And then we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Let me pray and then we'll get into this. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. None of me and all of you, please, God, I need you to show up in this place, God, because I need you. And uh, we, we need a word. We need to hear from you. We need to, there's a, there's a longing in this place. I can feel it. There's a groaning in this place to, to make a greater difference, to make a greater impact. I can feel it. This room is full of people that are tired, sick and tired of just the mundane, the just, the just uh, going through the motions, the, 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 the not wanting even to be around the world no more because they feel ineffective. But God, tonight, speak to us. 
position us, Lord God, with your power, with your spirit, with your word, Lord God, to be revived inside of ourselves, Lord God, to, to, to get back at it, Lord God, and do your work and your will. Father, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. First Corinthians, uh, First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, 2, and 3 says this. As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instruct you how to, live, how to live in order to please God. As in fact, you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus Christ to do this more and more. For you know that we instruct, for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of Jesus Christ. Verse 3. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. I'm going to stop right there because part B of that probably would excuse some of you and think I'm not talking about you. Amen. But, but, but uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31 says this. Therefore, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Both of these passages of Scripture... Uh, encourages us to live for the glory of God, to live a life that is bringing glory to God. Unfortunately, this type of life just doesn't happen when we get saved. Unfortunately, we don't get a, a, a save pill and automatically we begin to live for the glory of God. It just doesn't happen because we accept Jesus Christ into our life. Uh, we have to be what I call being processed for the glory or being, uh, uh, being processed for his glory. God has to do a work in our lives for us to be able to live for his glory. He, ha he, has, to, he has to do uh, 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 some, some deep inner work inside of us for us to be able to be vessels of his glory. And a lot of times as believers, we, we don't understand this process and, and, and uh, we, some never enter into it, and never do they live a life for the glory of God, fulfilling that purpose. This comes about that the living for the glory of God and, and, and wanting to be able to bring glory to God in all things only happens when we enter into this process and let God be God in our lives. This comes about through the process of sanctification. Now, don't nobody run out on me right now. I'm not going not to mess up any doctrines. But, but if we're going to live for the glory of God, we've got to understand that we need to go through the process of sanctification. That will, bring about, that, that will bring about the greatest glory for God will be that person, that one that has surrendered their lives to the process of sanctification. Those that, that, that bring God his greatest glory will be individuals that have said, yes, Lord, sanctify me. When we allow the processing work of sanctification to, uh, to take place in our lives, we position ourselves to live in the glory of God. Y'all stay with me. I know I'm reading some stuff and I'm not a reading preacher, but I've got to get this foundation here. When we allow that sanctifying work to take place in our lives, it positions us to live in God's glory and to live for the glory of God. We position ourselves to give God all the glory for our lives and through our lives. He saved us for his glory. He saved us for his good pleasure. Pastor Eric, you'll like this. Your salvation is more about his good pleasure than it is about yours. And we've got we've to get to a place where we understand that. See, because uh, uh, in, in this environment that we're living in, we're doing a lot of self-pleasure and forgetting about his pleasure. His pleasure only comes about when we allow ourselves to enter in and go through what I'm calling the sanctification process. It's not about our pleasure. It's always about his pleasure. We can only operate in his glory. We can only live in his glory. We can only profess his glory. We can only uh, live for his glory when we allow ourselves to go through the sanctification process. 
process of sanctification. First of all, what is, to, what is it to be sanctified, Pastor Leon? To be sanctified is to be set apart. And, and more specifically, to be set apart for God's purpose, for God's use. If God's going to use this, this chair here, then God's going to have to set it apart. He's going to have to sanctify. Sanctification, the process of sanctification is to set a thing apart. And if God's going to use you, if God's going to get glory out of your life, he's going to have to set you apart. What is he going to set me apart from, Pastor Leon? Oh, we know he's going to set you apart from the world. We know that that's, a, that's a, a foundational truth or understanding. But not only does he need to set us apart from the world, he also needs to set us apart from some of our attitudes, some of our mindsets, some of our strongholds. I'm talking about the process of sanctification. Sanctification is when God takes you and moves you from where you are when you first get saved or move you from where you are and put you in a place where you can bring him glory. A lot of us are struggling in this thing called glory for God because we're not yet been sanctified. We, we, we've been saved, but we're still not set apart. There's a process that has to take place. And I love this process because I found out something. In this transition period, in this moving period, is when God begins to knock things off of us that we don't need in our lives. It's when he begins to set us free from things that are keeping us from giving him all the glory. Amen? So it's this thing called sanctification, this, this process. It's about repositioning. During this process of, of sanctification, God transforms our lives. Not only does he transform our lives, he converts us. He changes us. He refines us. So when we get to that place where God desires us to be, we're able to give him all the glory. Sanctification for the believer is past, present, and future. Now understand me because I'm going to get some of you to come back into the fold because I have lost some of you, I know. But this is about works. No, this isn't about works. Sanctification is about past, present, and future. Thank God for Jesus and his work on the cross because, because of his work on the cross, my past has already been sanctified. Through the blood of Jesus, amen, through his forgiveness, my past has already been sanctified. Through the finished work of Jesus Christ, my future has already been sanctified. I've already got a place in heaven. My name is already in heaven. What I've got to deal with is this time in between that. I've got to deal with this space between the past and the future. I've got to deal with being sanctified for the now. See, a lot of us don't understand that God's got to do a work in our lives for us to be able to bring him all the glory. I thank God that he loves me enough to not leave me like I came. Y'all got to hear me tonight. God, 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 God wants to do a work. He wants to do a deep-seated work in our lives. And, and, and this sanctification is a process that he, he, he takes us through in the now, in the present. The believer is sanctified from his past. He's sanctified for heaven. The Bible says that when we get saved, we're a new creation. The Bible says we go from alien to citizen. The Bible says that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Yeah, your future is taken care of, but we've got to deal with the now. Because God desires glory from your life now. God desires to get honor from your life now. God desires to use you for his glory now. After all, he saved you for his good purpose. Our present sanctification is a condition, a, pro, a continual process that begins with conversion and finally begin, and, and is only complete at the, at the arrival of Jesus Christ. First, uh, uh, Philippians 1, 6 says this, be confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The progressive, practical sanctification involves the struggle of victory and defeat. It's not an easy, it's not an easy road to go down. 
That's why we have a lot of believers that, that push back against it when, it when they find themselves being called by the Spirit of God into this place of sanctification, this process. God desires to be glorified in our lives while we're living here on earth. And that's only going to happen when we go through the practical sanctification process. He made us for his good pleasure to bring him glory. The universal meaning of sanctification is the state of proper use or proper function. Let me say that again. The universal meaning of sanctification is the state of proper use or proper function. To sanctify something or someone is to set that person or that thing apart for its intended design or purpose. Y'all hearing me tonight? For example, a pen is sanctified when it's used to write. Come on, y'all catch up tonight. Eyeglasses are sanctified when they're used to see. A believer is sanctified when he's used to give God the glory. Y'all got to understand, you, you've been called, you've been saved, but you've got a purpose. And that purpose begins with giving God all the glory. Every aspect of your life has to be uh, focused on making sure that whatever I do, whatever I say, everything I do, it gives God the glory. But we've got to be processed into that. We've got to be processed into position to make sure that we give God the glory. Sanctification is, is when we're being used for the intended purpose of God. Now, we've got to be able to clean this up a little bit because some of us think that, you know, the intended purpose of God is for us to live in a big house, drive nice cars. But the intended purpose of God is for us to give him glory. And some of us think that the intended purpose of God is for me never to have a marital issue or have no pride. I thank God for that sister that stood up uh, uh, valiantly and just uh, transparently told us that she had some issues at home, but God resolved them. Amen? But what she did is she said, I humbled myself to the glory of God. Whenever God is glorified, you see God's presence begin to work in a situation. And it's always at all times about his glory. When she humbled herself, God was glorified and he moved on her heart and it made a difference in her marriage. When God is glorified, church, that's when we're doing it right. Sanctification brings us to a place of good works. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, a very familiar passage of scripture, says that God, we're God's workmanship. We've been set apart for good works. The only way you're going to get to those good works is through sanctification. The Bible also tells us that sanctification is the vehicle that causes us to begin to look like Christ. I know we know these things. I'm supposed to do good works. I'm supposed to look like Christ. But every time I turn around, I'm failing. That's because we won't go through the process of sanctification. We've got to be sanctified, church. We've got to go through this process, that process where we allow God to come in and begin to deal with our attitudes, where we allow God to begin to come in and deal with our strongholds, when we allow God to be able to come in and deal with our ungodly dispositions. I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about us believers that are sitting in church day in and day out with resentment in our heart, hatred in our heart, uh, bitterness in our heart, anger in our heart, frustration in our heart. God can't be glorified in moments and situations that are filled with flesh. He's got to be glorified through people that have yielded to the power and the spirit of God that live lives of compassion and love, that lives lives that, that exemplify the character of Jesus Christ, that live lives that produce nothing but the fruit of the spirit. Can we do it? Yes, because God is mighty. God is strong. God can change us, church. Sanctification is the process for becoming like Jesus. God works in the life of a believer to produce us and bring us to a place where we're sanctified in his purpose. And his purpose is to be glorified. If you don't take anything else from, it, from here tonight, please know that God's purpose for my life is to bring him glory. Most of your frustration 
It's because we're not positioned for his glory. Most of your, your hardship as a believer is because we're not positioned for his glory. One of the things that, that we've got to understand, and, and I'll, I'll share some help with you uh, here now, because this process is, is one that is challenging. Because God is saying, I've got to change. I can't be who I've always been. I can't think like I've always thought. I can't do what I've always done. I can't be who I've always been. And, and, and it's sad, Pastor Eric, because the church is full of believers that think that they can get saved and stay the same. Come on, somebody, hear me tonight. Jesus talks about a transformation. He even tells Peter, Peter, when you're converted, go and strengthen your brothers. He was hanging out with Jesus. He saw the miracles of Jesus. He said, you know what, Jesus, I go to the cross with you. He, he, he defended Jesus, but Jesus still knew that he needed to be sanctified. He needed to be converted. He needed to be changed. And church, we have a, we have a mindset now that we're dealing with in the church that everybody can stay the same. That's why the world said, why in the world should I go to church? You act like me. You talk like me. You look like me. You go where I go. You say what I say. You do what I do. What's the difference? The only difference is you get up on Sunday morning and go to church. And then when you get into church, you act just like we act when we in the club or the honky-tonk or wherever you go. <laughs> Folks, we're called to be different. We're called to be, we're, we're called to be the salt of the earth. We're called to be the light of the world. That only happens if we let God change us. That only happens if we let him do a work in our lives. That only happens if we let him get a hold of this old, flat, old stony heart and turn it to a heart of flesh. That only happens if we allow him to readjust our, our attitudes, our stiff-neckedness, our, our, our inability to be able to love everybody. We're in an environment now where we pick sides in a heartbeat in the church. How is God going to get the glory out of a donkey or an elephant in this environment? God's looking to get the glory out of a child of God that says, I love you in spite of you. I'm, I'm here to, to, to pray for you. I'm here to, 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 to serve. I'm here to love you. I'm not here to, to get on one side and point fingers and, and say you're this and you're that. This world needs a converted church. This world needs a sanctified church. This world needs a church that looks different. Right now, we, you got to hear me. Right now, they don't have an option. Hear what I'm saying. It's not about salvation. It's about changing. It's about being different. Let me give you a few things to help you with this thing called process, sanctification process. A few things to keep in mind. In order to endure this sanctification process, we must have a process mindset. I struggled with this very early on, like uh, two months ago. <laughs> Just kidding. But I struggled with this because I couldn't wrap my mind around God needing to change me. I couldn't wrap my mind around, you know, because I had stopped doing those sins. I had stopped doing the sins that everybody talk about. And I, I just thought I was good. I was all right. You know, I don't cuss no more. I don't get high anymore. I don't go to church. I mean, I don't go to club. I should be okay, God. And I didn't have a process mindset. So every time God tried to process me, I would, I would push back. 
not knowing that I was pushing back to stay where I was. Our thinking has to be right if we're going to go and endure the process. Let me give you a few things to keep in mind. Number one, it's necessary. I don't care how good you think you are, you're not good enough. I don't care how, how many T's you've crossed and I's you've dotted, this process is necessary. Some of us get saved and because we don't have the drug addict testimony, come on somebody, because we don't have the whoremonger testimony, we feel like we okay. All of us need to be changed. First thing, the first mindset, first area of mindset you have to know is this. It's necessary. I had to deal with that. This process is necessary. As great as we think we are, we're not that great. Come on, y'all hear me now. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm not talking about your past. I'm talking about your now. We, we, we need to develop a mindset that says, God, I need to be changed. Because until you develop that mindset, you're not going to let the Holy Spirit do its work in your life. But once you get up every day looking for things that is necessary, I love what Paul says in, in Philippians chapter 3, uh, verse 4, all the way down to 14. Our paraphrase of Paul pretty much says, man, if anybody was, was, the, uh, to, uh, was, was the guy, it was me. Paul says, I was this, and I was that, and I was, I was uh, uh, above this, and I was uh, awesome in that. Paul said, if anybody had reason to brag, it was me. Paul said, when it came to religion, I was the most religious person. When it came to the scriptures, nobody knew it like me. But I love how Paul ends this thing in verse 11. I mean, verse, uh, yeah, verse 11, he says, and so somehow obtaining the resurrection from the dead. After he does all this, he says, listen, this is me. I was this, I was that. But I've gotten to a place where I understand all that I am, I was nothing. And I need God to change me. I need God to do a work in my life. And Paul says it this way, verse 12, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but what I do, I press on to take hold of that which Jesus Christ took hold of me for. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forget what's behind me. And, and, and strain towards what's ahead. I press on to take hold of that, the goal, to win the goal, the prize for which Christ Jesus has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul says, this is necessary. Every day I live my life striving to take a hold of that life that God saved me for. Can I tell you something? God didn't save you to stay the same. He didn't, sa he didn't save you to continue to have those same thoughts. He didn't save you to continue to, to, to have those same struggles. I know we're in an environment where they say, well, everybody sins. Everybody has struggles. Yeah, everybody that don't, doesn't want to enter into this process of sanctification this process where uh, uh, the Holy Spirit begins to work in your life to a degree where he begins to burn sin desire out of you. Folks, the gospel is true. The gospel is real. Jesus conquered death, sin, and the grave. We have freedom from sin if we go through the process. We have to understand this process is necessary. Also, we have to understand that it's not instant. We have to be willing to be patient and let God work in our lives. I know, I, I know how it is to want to, you know, God, okay, I, I've come to the conclusion you got to do something in me, but you only got a week. No, this is a process. Matter of fact, Jesus said this in, first, uh, in Philippians uh, 6. He said, listen, give me until I come back. Glory to God. He says, I'm faithful to finish the work, but at least give me until I come back. What, what are you saying, Pastor Leon? Your mindset has to be, God, every day I'm willing to be worked on. Come on, hear me this, this afternoon. Hear me this evening. God, I know it's necessary, and I'm going to patiently 
patiently let you work in my life. I'm not going to hurry you. I'm not going to rush you. I'm going to let you work in my life. I, I'm not going to get that instant mentality because some of us, we, 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 we're so impatient that, that we don't sit and allow God to work in our lives and then we run and try to give him glory and we end up bringing him shame. But I'm here to tell you today, when you have that mindset, God, however long it takes, whatever you got to do, God, I'm sitting here and let you change my life. The mindset we need is it's necessary. It's not instant. It's not logical. A lot of times this work makes no sense. A lot of times when God is digging down in our hearts and dealing with situations, it doesn't match our reason, reasoning. It doesn't match our logic. It doesn't match our thinking. It doesn't line up with how we see things. So you have to have a mindset, God, whether I understand it or not. Whether it makes sense to me or not, God, sanctify me. Whether it causes me, God, to, 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 to have to be vulnerable, God, God, do a sanctifying work in me. I found out something, church. You can trust God even when you don't understand him. This work of sanctification, it's necessary. It's not instant. And sometimes you're not going to understand it. But God is working for your favor. Not only is it not logical, sometimes it's done in isolation and in darkness. What do you mean, Pastor Leon? If you need to be in the limelight all the time for God to be working on you, then you're going to probably miss the, the process of sanctification. Sometimes God's work is done in hidden places. Sometimes God's work is like a seed. It's buried under some dirt, under some ground, and, and it's down there, and, and nobody sees you, and nobody even recognizes you there. But guess what? While you're down there, Holy Spirit is working in your life. That process of sanctification is taking place in your life, and God's just waiting for you to continue to yield, and then all of a sudden, he's going to let you break through all that dirt, and you're going to come up out of the ground and he's going to say there's my child look at him giving me my glory look at him living to show off my my glory God is working in your life even when you don't realize it the process of sanctification it's necessary it's not instant it's not logical at times it's done in dark places in isolation we just have to have a mindset to trust God. We have to have a mindset that says, God, work in me. God, I want to give you the glory. God, I want to live for your glory. God, in everything I do, I want to bring you glory. Do whatever needs to be done in my life. Change whatever needs to be changed. God's looking for a people that says, do it in me, Lord. Change me. Change me, Lord. Where are the men and women of God that says, God, change me? Where are the men and women of God that are willing to say, God, I need an attitude adjustment? Where are the men and women of God that says, God, I got to be honest. When we all got together tonight, I felt a little strange because some folks was in here that weren't the same color as I am. Where are the men and women of God that will willingly say, you know what, God, 
I've got some things that I was taught that I need to be, be changed in. And I'm not talking about one side or the other. All I'm saying is this. We need to lay our hearts bare before God. If God's going to get the glory, if God's going to shine in your life, you've got to give God that heart. And you've got to say, God, whatever's in me that needs to be changed, whatever's in me that needs to be removed, whatever's in me, God, that's not like Jesus, whatever's in me, God, that doesn't bring you the glory. Change me, God. I desire to be a glory carrier. I desire to do everything for your glory. Let my words bring you glory. Let my deeds bring you glory. Let my coming, let my going bring you glory, God. I don't want to live for myself no more. I don't want to live out of my emotions. I don't want to live out of my feelings, God. I want to live for your glory. I don't want to walk around frustrated. I don't want to walk around aggravated. I want a heart that's been changed for God. I want you to convert my heart. I want you to change my heart. I want you to take out anger. I want you to take out bitterness. I want you to take out fear. I want you to take it out, God. Tonight, God, I present my heart before you. I ask you, God, to change me, God, so I can give you glory. God's looking for some people that are willing to be changed for his glory. Folks, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is his glory. The rest of this little cute stuff we're doing doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is the glory of God. It's through his glory that we're saved. It's through his glory that people are healed. It's through his glory that people are set free. We can meet like this. We can come together. But if his glory doesn't show up, if his glory is not in the house, we'll leave out of this place the same way we came. But I'm here to tell you tonight, God says if I find somebody, that says, God, change me for your glory. Rearrange me for your glory. I'm yours, God. Changing me what needs to be changed for your glory. The sanctification process changes us. It fixes us. I'll end with this. Three promises about this process. Number one, God is faithful to finish it. All you got to do is let him start it. That's all you got to do. Let him start it. He's faithful to finish it. We have a promise. There are days and I said, God will never be able to change me. Especially when he started dealing with the real stuff. Especially when he started digging deep down in my heart and started pulling up stuff that I didn't want nobody to know. Huh. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Some of you have convinced yourself that God can't heal you of that thing. Some of you have convinced yourself that's just who you are. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. God can change you. God can fix your heart. He can make you new. He can give you new desires. I know it's been years of struggle. You haven't been able to put it down. You're up, you're down. You're up, you're down. And you said, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I'll just have to be like this until Jesus comes back. The devil is a liar. Jesus can change you and he's faithful to it. I'll go back to this passage, Philippians 1 and 6. Be confident of this very thing. In the middle of it all, when that old slew foot one tells you, you'll never change. Be confident of this very thing. Have great assurance. Know without a shadow of a doubt, I will be changed. The one who, who told me, the one who promised it is faithful. I will be changed. God will get glory from my life. He will heal. He will set free. I will be changed. Be 
confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What a promise. Pastor Eric, what a promise. When we're there struggling, when we're wrestling with our weaknesses, what a promise to wake up to every day. Even though, devil, you may look like you're winning now, keep on fighting because God has promised that if you stay in the battle, he will complete the work that he started in your life. There's nothing in you that can defeat God. Nothing. I don't care how long it's been there. God's been here longer. Hallelujah. I don't care how powerful it is. I don't care how much of a grip it has on your life. God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. He is greater. You've got a promise. God will be faithful to finish this work while he's changing you. Remind yourself of that. Stay in the fight. Keep, keep yielding your heart to him. Keep allowing him to work on you. Don't you give up. And some of you may have to tell a, a person or two, I might be undone, but one day I will be done. You might have to remind them, I don't know who's working on you, but the one that's working on me, he's faithful. I won't always be like this. You won't always tell me you're going to always be like your daddy. You won't always tell me, you won't always be able to tell me, oh, you'll never change. I don't care how many times you go to the altar. Every time you go up there, you just come right back. You ain't nothing but a hypocrite. The devil is a lie. I've got a promise from the God most high. He says if he begins in church, he's going to finish it. All you got to do is let him begin it. Second promise is this. He'll use everything in your life, good or bad, to fulfill that work of sanctification in your life. Nothing you go through is in vain. God says in Romans 8 and 28, he says, he works all things for the good of those who love the Lord. Your good is his glory. Come on, hear me today. Your good is his glory. The reason why God is making that bad situation work for your good, even though it's not good to you, it's good for you. The reason why he's working it for your good, because it's for his glory. Come on, y'all got to hear me tonight. See, see, you, you look at that situation, you look at that circumstance, and, and you're ready to throw in the towel. You forget God's name is on the line on this. This is for his glory. God's not a show-off, but he's never going to lose an opportunity to show forth his glory. He's never going to bypass a situation that he can turn around for somebody to be able to say, look what the Lord has done. God will make it all work for your good. I know it gets bad sometimes. I know it hurts sometimes. I know you wish it was another route, but know this, all things work for the good of those that are called according to his purpose. And your purpose is what? To give God glory because you're called to give him glory. That thing's got to work for your good because you're called to give him your glory. That thing will never be able to take you out. You're going to have victory. That thing that's standing over you now, one day you'll be standing on it giving God the glory. Why? Because God's working it for your good. Last promise and I'll get out of here. You have to know you got some help. You got to know in this, in this process, this sanctification process, you got to know you got some help. When I figured this out, that all I had to be, Pastor Eric, was a co-pilot, a yielding co-pilot, 
a co-pilot that didn't need to put the, you know how we are when we're over in the passenger seat. We pressing the gas, pressing the brakes. We want to grab the steering wheel. We tell, don't turn over there. Don't. You know what? I'm so glad that I'm free from that now when it comes to God. See, because this sanctification work in our lives is the work of the Holy Spirit and the work of grace. It's the work of grace and the work of the Holy Spirit. So you mean to tell me, Pastor Leon, all I've got to do is cooperate with the Holy Spirit and this thing will work in my life? That's all you got to do. The Holy Spirit does the heavy lifting. He, do, he does the leading into. He, he's the one that knows what needs to be touched. He's Because, you know, we're not too good at that. We like to hide things under the cover. But the Holy Spirit, he knows all things. He exposes all things for the glory of God. So in this process, you're never alone. No matter how deep it goes, you're never alone. No matter how, how, how much of your past you have to deal with, you don't have to deal with it alone. No matter how much of the hurt you have to deal with. You don't have to deal with it alone. The work of, work of sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's a work of grace. God wants you converted. God wants you changed. Because it's in that conversion, it's in that changing that he's glorified. Remember what we said in the very beginning. You were saved with a purpose. And that purpose is to bring God glory. If we can somehow, um, I guess, keyboard. Amen. We're going to pray and get out of here. Pastor Eric said I had to get out of here before Doc. <laughs> Remember, Pastor Eric, God does some of his best work in the dark. <laughs> I struggled with this word because I guess I'm going on and uh, be vulnerable for us pastors and preachers. It just didn't have the pop I wanted it to have. And God says, is it for your glory or for my glory? I says, for yours, sir. He said, son, there's some folks there tonight that have been trying to figure this thing out. They've been trying to figure out how can God get the best out of me. You're not going to talk to an ordinary bunch, Leon. You're not going to talk to some folks that just came just to come. You're going to talk to some people that I've created a craving in. A righteous craving that says, God, I want all of you and none of me. You're going and you're going to talk to some people that have made up their minds. God, you're going to do it for me this week. You're going to talk to some folks that have already determined, God, I'm going to be like Jacob and with that angel. I'm not going to let you go. Because God, I know, I know there's got to be more. I know. I know, God. There's got to be more. It can't be me just getting up Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, putting a smile on my face, saying, blessed are the Lord and highly favored. God, has got to be more, and I want the more, God. I, wanna, I, wanna, I want your glory to shine in my life, God. I want to work the good work, God, the work that only points to you, never pointing to me, God. God, I want to get free from being consumed with the things of this world. God, I want to be set apart. God, I want to be set apart. I want to be made holy. I want to be made sanctified. God, I want to be free to give you 
what you deserve. I want to be free to give you your glory. God, I want to be set apart. God, I want to be set apart. God, I want to be set apart. Who's God talking to tonight? If it's you, just come down. God, I want to be set apart for your glory. God, how did he know that was in my heart? He did not did my child. God, I want to be set apart for your glory. I want to be set apart, God. For your glory. I surrender. I surrender, God. I give up, God. This isn't my battle anymore. I turn it over to the Holy Spirit tonight. Tonight, I give in, God. Tonight, I give up. Tonight, I surrender. This life of pretense stops tonight, God. I'm not going to live in pretense anymore, God. I believe that you can change me. I believe you can change my mindset. I believe that you can change my heart, God. I believe that you can make me a new God. I believe that I can live for your glory. God talking to tonight? Who's God talking to tonight? Don't miss this moment of grace. This is a moment of grace. God, it's me. That's all you got to say. God, it's me. I'm here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. If there are any leaders of all that want to come and help me to pray, just pray for a moment of grace, of freedom for them. Father, in the name of Jesus.